0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to In Rotation. This week we'll be discussing Multi Love by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. It is a psychedelic rock band from Auckland, New Zealand. This album is mostly mixed, produced, and engineered by Ruben Nielsen, the guy who is behind the theme of Multi Love, in which the title The album is named. It's a reference to a polyamorous relationship he, his wife Jenny, and a young woman from Tokyo had during the time leading up to the album. Um, So the way it works out is uh, Nielsen Nielsen, meets this young woman from Tokyo. While he's there touring, they kind of hit it off. She comes to one of his shows in New Zealand, and then Uh, He invites her out to meet his wife, him and his wife. I mean, the wife and the young lady start to really hit it off, start writing love letters. And then eventually they move this woman into their home with their kids. And they live like this for like a year, you know? And like the kids love her. Like they all have like their individual relationship with this woman. And so she's pretty much ingrained. And then it just ends when her visa expires and she goes back to Tokyo. Not sure why they didn't renew her lease. I mean her visa, if that was the case. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the album is really, you know, positive towards sexual experimentation and explores uh, other concepts of, you know, existentialism, euphoria, loneliness, and even emotional exhaustion, you know. So, with that being said, it's a beautiful, you know, platform to kind of set up this, this album. What did you guys think?
1: I really enjoyed a lot of this album. Uh, it took me back, like, it kind of had just, like, this retro kind of feel to it that reminded me of some stuff I've heard, like, in, like, 90s and 80s musics somewhere. And, like, I don't know, there was a lot of songs on there that I really, like, just pumped me up and made me feel really, like, I-, I love Your Life One Night. Hm. was that?
2: Hm. I don't know. It was a good song. An interesting album um the only unknown mortal orchestra album I've heard before is sex and Food which is newer than this um so going through some of his older stuff it's interesting uh definitely has like a very set sound so there was nothing like that caught me off guard here or anything like that um like Matt said it's got a really nice sort of lo fi aesthetic which is why it sounds like seventies eighty ish and a lot of times um I've read some of that part of it might be influenced because of like the way that he listened to music a lot as a kid was just like on his dad's like radio or like car stereo and stuff like that. So he ends up mixing a lot of his stuff to sound like sort of like that. Like he edits it to sound like a little bit more lo-fi than it necessarily might need to be. Um, which I think just makes it sound really nice and warm, really comforting. Um, so sonically it's really lush and textured. um, but the instrumentals themselves are like kind of uh, simple, like it never gets too crazy. Um, but each individual sound is so textured and rich that it just makes a whole track sound like that. Um, so it's really cool. It's a really interesting sound. And yeah, thematically, it's definitely on the more interesting side of things. Um, you don't really see this topic talked about very much in music and especially not like as in-depth as this, like, make an entire album about the experience and how it affected them. Um, that was interesting. It was really cool to hear that perspective. I mean, I just can't believe they actually moved this woman into their home
0: with their kids and, like, really was on some throuple stuff, you know?
1: I, I kind of want to know what the whole, like, visa expiring thing was about.
2: So she was on a tourist visa. Like, she wasn't there for work. She wasn't there for anything official. They're um, not fine she was there as a BS tourist.
1: Did not to keep her there?
2: Uh, clearly mm-hmm. not. <laughs> I don't know if they could do like marriage because then that's like uh, there might be laws against that. Um, in
1: a lot of places,
2: exactly. So you can't really do that. Uh, um, probably wasn't
0: working,
2: <laughs> I guess. And I'm sure they thought of stuff, I didn't, I'm sure they tried, like, it was pretty important to them to maintain this relationship, it just didn't work out. Um, yeah, it was, like, a six-month visa, and then it expired. She left. She did come back at some point, um, but ultimately had to leave again, from my understanding. Um, but, yeah, they still – I don't know if they still do, but even, like, after that whole experience, like, I don't know more did, like, interviews, and Ruben was like, yeah, it's fucking sucks. Like, we're still not really over it. Uh, it was, like, a really important part of our lives, so – it's just all around pretty unfortunate um, so like given how strong they feel about it I'm sure they tried to maintain their relationship but just couldn't make it work
0: yeah he did say when she left she left like a huge void in their home like just so that's why some of the songs are like talking about yeah. the loneliness and like
2: the it like the kids loved her like she loved the kids like it was a full family yeah, yeah. thing but yeah it's pretty nuts and pretty nuts how they met Yeah, just, like, in that club. And, like, how it all happened. Because it all happened, like, he invited her to the UMO show. She came in with a woman. And by then, he was, like, starting to realize that he was, like, catching Mm -hmm. feelings. Um, He was, like, trying to be, like, his wife knew about her. And he was just, like, trying to be honest about it. But it got, like, weird. And she kind of picked up on her. So his wife was, like, show me a picture of her. And then she was, like, oh, introduce me to her. (laughs) And then that's how they hit it off. And then it just became this whole thing. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so wild. I love the part where
0: his he's like they're sending love letters back and forth. Like the wife is now becoming fascinated yeah. with her, and like they're sending love letters back and <laughs> forth. And he's like, "I've never read any of those letters. Like I just let yeah." Them happen. They were open and, about it
2: from the beginning. Like they yeah. were writing love letters, and his wife was like, "Yeah, you can read them though. Like, but just to like be honest about it. Like that's so crazy, dude. So crazy."
0: Also, I want to talk about the uh, album which I. I wish we could show you guys, but, like, this is pretty much um, Nielsen's studio, and supposedly there's, like, these skulls everywhere, and, like, he, he, like, thinks about morality and, you know, a very, like, delicate and more, like, fascinating way where he, like, appreciates life for what it is, and, like, it kind of helps him think about making music and different things like that, which is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Also, this pink light. I really love this look. I mean, the pink glow yeah. over, or like the, I don't know, it looks like an Instagram filter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's
2: definitely edited. So uh, Laura took it. So the girl that they met is Laura took this picture. Oh, okay. oh, really? It's her, it's a fake name they use for her. Like they haven't actually revealed who she is. Oh, okay. Um, so the fake name best. they use for her is Laura. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she took this picture. I think she might be a photographer just based on the interview I read that in. It seems like she was a photographer, so she does photo work and design work and stuff like that. Um, but she took this picture. That pink glow you're talking about it is edited in, because um, I think he likes magenta lighting, or he uses it a lot, like to inspire him. Like he, when he's working on stuff, he likes having like the magenta light kind of on. It's not on here, but it's like edited in. That's why it sound. That's why it looks like that. It doesn't look. Oh natural like if it was actually lit up as magenta like the whole room would be magenta but it said it's edited it just in, contained in. The... yeah it's just on the light source so it's out so that's why it looks so weird but yeah that's his actual studio that's where this album was made um and when he submitted it to the label as like the album art they were like this doesn't fit the album at all um they really wanted to reject it and then he was like no um and he kind of explained it as the fact that like she took it that makes it more meaningful Um, it's like I can just picture her because she would come in while he was recording Um, like I just remember her coming down to the basement at 3am while I'm in the recording songs about her and me and my wife and just like she was there for a lot of it so it's like no this this fits the project perfectly like this needs to be the cover
1: so it sounds like this guy does like is I mean he's the front guy of the band, so it makes sense. Yeah. but How much does he actually like take on project wise? Because like for the whole band to be doing this album, basically surrounding this girl, I imagine. I think
2: I think he does everything. I think the band is mostly for touring. Yeah. Okay. I think as far as like actual creation of the music, it's all him. Yeah. Okay. It's like a Tame Impala situation. Yeah. 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 Makes sense.
0: Yeah. But speaking of Tame Impala, this is also considered one of the, like, I think, top 10 greatest psychedelic rock albums of the 2010s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's been up there. I mean, yeah, critically, yeah, it's like literally
0: <laughs> it came out the same year as Currents by Tame Impala. So and it's considered yeah. one of the rivaling like ones. So, yeah, at least of 2015. Yeah. So this is pretty good. But yeah. So what are, What? were some of you guys favorite tracks?
1: Like I said, I really like Your Life One Night. Like the. Just the. The. Way that, like, just like synth or buzz, like, goes in and out throughout that. Uh, is it?
0: Mm hmm.
1: Like the uh uh. Like, I love, like, that where it hits in the song and just that beat that it carries through the song. I really just enjoy a lot. And I mean, did y'all not like enjoy that song or or is it one of y'all's
2: less listened to? I like it. I like the vocals on it. I like the way that the vocal sound. Mm. Um yeah, I mean I like it. Uh the the drums sound really weird. Like they got like a buzz to it, so it almost sounds yeah. like he put a reverb on the snare, but then he put a delay on the reverb. Or something like that, like it's definitely like a lot of effects layered on top of each other but that's why it sounds so like weird and buzzy like that's so it's a really cool sound that you don't hear very often like usually that's something that you would do on Ableton when you're fucking around, you're like all right, this sounds bad and then you undo everything but like he made it sound good, <laughs> so I thought that was really cool
1: uh, that's kind of where I what i struck me about it is how it was like this I feel like if you did this out in public it would sound really annoying but the way it all resonates (laughs) together and like and like the the, and like how it blends with like the lo-fi and stuff like it's really like soothing uh, vocally
0: this like plucky bass I think that is or guitar or yeah. whatever it's like really really kind of giving me like funk vibes and I kind of like mm-hmm. that like the way that do the drums like the instrumentation is probably like the, the high point for me on this song yeah I just think the instrumentation yeah. is just so catchy and it really makes me just want to like buy my head like back and forth this is also one of the few songs on the album that kind of like discusses like um like Ruben and Laura directly and not like him his wife in the dynamic that way it's just really just like how he feels about like Laura like it's almost like this is like the song that he thought about when he first met her or like like early on like how he felt or whatever you know because he's like in your life one night and you know uh, it's just like it's almost like it's unborrowed like, borrowed time like the time he's spending with this this person he's singing about like it's not like he doesn't have like forever obviously he'd have forever with his wife you know and all this other stuff yeah
1: I also just think it's just such a positive, like, the energy of the song is just so damn positive. It makes me want to smile.
0: True, but I mean, like, it not like, lyrically, you, you wouldn't think it'd be as positive as it as it sounds, you know? It's almost like because I mean is it positive to only have one night with someone that you supposedly like love
2: or like you're caring but for someone? but it so could much? also yeah, be taken pretty... as, like,
1: as like a beautiful kind of thing like it's like your life in I one. don't think I...
2: that's the I don't think that's the vibe wow. though. what like what Matt's saying yeah like the conflict the internal conflict of this and like how how like not knowing how to feel or what to do or how to handle that situation exactly man it's like,
0: dude, like, what am I gonna do when I get home to my wife and I'm in love with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, dude, like, I'm pretty sure he was very concerned, very, very concerned. And like he this. and like he
2: mentioned earlier, he's like concerned over like morals and stuff like that. So that he he's definitely like taking all that into account. Yeah, like, like this man is making
0: positive funky going through music, it. but he's like mentally <laughs> he's going troubled. Yeah. <laughs> I know the song that I first heard, like the song that made me, that led me to this album, was "I uh, Can't Keep Checking My Phone," which is I just really, really love this song. And at first, I didn't this even know what nuts. it was about.
2: Huh? Yeah, this
0: one's nuts. Yeah, I, I didn't really like understand this track, and now like having context to the greater theme of the album, this song is even better. You know what I mean? Well and the intro into this like build up of the beat is kind of one of the main things I love about the track too. You know? So Yeah,
2: the intro is super different from the actual track, but it's such a great such a great line. Like just it's so good. Yeah. So it's pretty much I think she I think Laura Laura is codenamed for
0: the Yeah. Toki. Okay, so I think she is uh some sort of artist of sorts, like a creative person, because, like, this song is yeah, apparently, yeah. like, about Laura. Well, it's a, it's about him worrying about receiving messages or calls from Laura or being contacted while she's, like, working on a project in the Peruvian rainforest. So it's like, um... You know, he's like trying to do his normal things, but he's still worried about this woman that he obviously still cares for, you know, actually coming right after uh, your your life one night, you know. So it's like we kind of continue this theme of I'm still feeling for this other person, but now it's like a different uh, point of view. It's like, okay, now I'm worried about how this relationship that I have, like this external relationship for my relationship is going to interact with my marriage, you know, and I mean. Once again, the song is pretty positive, pretty funky, lo-fi, kind of plucky with the strings and the chords that he's using. A lot of instrumentation in this one.
2: Yeah. I feel like he
0: uses a lot of, like, I don't know, just a lot of stuff that I don't even want to try to name because I'm going to name all these instruments wrong. I'm not as talented <laughs> as these Yeah, <laughs> these there's, there's,
2: there's just a lot of percussion going on. Like, there's a lot of percussion yeah, that's ton. really textured and it's kind of busy, but... To make room for it, like the rest of the instrumental is pretty simple. Like other than the drums, there's very little going on. And whenever he's adding something new, he usually takes something out to make space for it so it doesn't get too cluttered. So I think this is like really well done in terms of keeping that textured, like really busy background loop of percussion just going the entire time without like making it sound too jarring. Like it's the rest of the instrumental just makes sure that there's room for that no matter what. But, yeah, thematically-wise, like, it's crazy. It's, like, him and his wife are just, like, missing this girl who's in Peru for work. And they're, like, well, we still have our own shit to take care of. We can't keep focusing on checking our phone all the time or whatever. Like, they still have kids and careers and whatnot to move on with. So it's probably weird for them to be missing, like, their lover while being with their lover next to them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting just, track just overall. I mean, this whole album is really interesting. Like
0: once you once you realize the theme, it's like, man, like this album. I didn't know try- the
1: theme until going into until you literally just said it, and I was just like, now I'm like thinking about the tracks, and I'm like, damn, that's actually really freaking cool.
0: Yeah, like even if you start with a track Multi Love, you know, like right at the beginning, yeah. like Multi Love kind of just goes straight into it, and just just it's like, yep, yeah, we're 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 a
2: <laughs>
0: he just goes right in you know although love is not one of my like, I like the track I'm just not sure if it's like one of my favorites definitely a nice it's intro it's a fun man.
1: intro track it's a fun intro track it is the piano the piano that it enters on is like reminds me of Ben Folds 5 if I don't know if y'all know who that is it just takes me back to like songs by him that sound kind of like that at the intro i I, I really enjoy that sound and then the harmony that he comes in on is really cool
2: yeah that's a cool track i think it's a great intro i mean yeah like you mentioned jonathan it just introduces literally everything right off the bat sonically theme like it's all there yeah um it tells you exactly what you're in for so i think it's a perfect intro um it's one of my top tracks, but I don't know if I'd pick it as my favorite either necessarily, but it's definitely the highlight I'd say Well, yeah, I think it's kind of hard to pick top tracks for a nine track album, you know what I
0: mean <laughs> like yeah. Track, yeah yeah, it's kind of hard, like I mean, you're gonna definitely be putting some songs you probably like on the back end, per say yeah. anything below four is you know bottom half or whatever, yeah, but yeah but yeah, definitely for the most part, though.
1: For the most part, though, every track on this album is pretty solid. Like, there aren't a ton. Like, there's maybe one track on here that I really don't, like, love.
0: Which track is that?
1: Like Acid Rain.
0: Really? That
1: song.
2: Nah, you're tripping, bro. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, no. That's a banger. Okay,
0: so let's talk about Like Acid Rain. What do you not like about this song? Because I enjoy this song a lot, actually. It's probably one of my, like more like tracks on this. I' honestly song. his
1: voice during this
2: song really nah yeah. that's so sick dude Those come on so cool here
1: bro i i could yeah, not get behind it. his voice at all in this track like that texture that he has on it makes him sound like he's when he's doing the the chorus it sounds like he's just like drunk just going ah yeah yeah <laughs> that's where i was
2: works for me
0: yeah, it works for me. Did not too. work for me at it's all. It's so
2: good. The vocal sounds so good. I love the processing on them. Um It sounds like it's going I through a talk like pedal like or the something. The muffled
1: sound, but the way it came across on this track was just put me on the just maybe you want to hit the skip button. And
2: and like you you described it perfectly. Like it's supposed to be a like drug use. Yeah. So him sounding like he's drunk. Like yeah, that's fitting. That's exactly it. Like, like this, I think it suits it so well. This track is like, you know, a drugged out bender.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, a drugged out bender that they're all having yeah. together, and it's like super euphoric. And he's all like, you know, I just imagine the chorus, the la la la, is like, you know, montage time.
2: You know, <laughs> like, <they're laughs> like bro, mess mess with Polly and Mary, Polly Amory. took some Xanny and Addie. Like dude, this is so good. I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about, bro. You're so raw. Love
0: dissolved in acid rain, bro. I didn't
2: know I felt that strongly about this track until you said it. Right. (laughs) So you said you didn't
0: like it. Cause honestly, when you said you didn't like people I thought you were about to say extreme wealth and casual cruelty. I
1: like extreme wealth and casual cruelty.
0: See, a lot. I am not a fan of this song. And it's mainly the instrumentation that kind of does it for me. It's very. I think that's one of. Go ahead.
1: ahead. It's one of the tracks where I feel like they let the instrumentation take kind of a backseat and let his voice kind of carry the tracks more.
0: Even if that's true, I don't know if that necessarily still works for me. The instrumentation is just kind of... Oh, wait, no, because that's
1: the one that has that freaking really long. Never mind, I take that back, what I said earlier. I
0: was going to say, it's like creepy. Like, this song is kind of like very mellow, sleepy, creepy is how I would describe it. It makes me think of like Halloween Town
2: i don't know it's the theme
1: the horn and stuff that's going on in it i've like really loved and then the way he sings like the extreme wealth and casual cruelty part like just it sounds so good with everything that's happening around it and it sounds like almost like dreading
2: it's good it suits it yeah (sighs) so this one's about like how he's like starting to feel distant from his wife and i was feeling excluded from like the relationship because it feels like Jenny and Laura are getting closer than he is to either of them. So like now he feels sort of distant from them, but he still says like, even if we met a strangers, we'd still fall in love. So he's like, despite me feeling distant from her, I still think that we are meant to be. And the sort of, we'd end up together no matter what. And we're going to just get through this and figure it out. But and that's exactly what he sounds like. He sounds almost defeated. He sounds like, very, I don't know, like anxious almost, and he sounds like scared of like he what's going to happen.
1: Like old,
2: yeah, he sounds like old, like he's old. He and sounds like an old man, withering away. Yeah, I do. I do think it's a bit on the long side, though. This was like a four-minute check. I think that also be a just got great, better.
1: just trumpets and
0: freaking saxophones. Yeah,
2: the horns are great. I don't know, man. It kind of,
0: this this song repeatedly took me out of the album. I think that's kind of like my main thing. I think
2: it's just too long. I think if it was four minutes or it'd be a little bit more concise, I think it does repeat some sections more than it necessarily needs to and it gets a little boring by the end of it. Yeah. I like, I like the idea. I think the execution is, it just went on, it just drags on a little bit. Yeah, the theme is definitely good
0: though, but like, you know, you also come from like, the rest of the tracks, well, you know, "Multi Love," "Like Acid Rain," "Your Life One Night," and "Can't Keep My Phone," "Can't Keep Checking My Phone" are all very like high energy, funky, plucky, upbeat. Even if the the you know the lyrics are like are yeah, one the mood definitely, definitely changes. Up, yeah. and so it's yeah. like right here, smack dab in the middle too, you know, and it's like, dude, you just lost me. Like, you know what I mean? Like this 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 track was. I had to always refocus my attention on the album right after this track, you know? Mm. But then the world is crowded, it's like picks it back up, you know, back into this like funky, yeah. funky type of thing. So I'm not there for too long, just the six minutes that this track continues. And I mean, it does show, out of all the listens, it's one of the least listens to tracks on that album as well.
2: So, yeah.
0: I think people would agree with me, guys, even though you guys don't.
2: I don't really care who agrees with you. I don't agree. With okay, you. that's fine. all that matters.
0: Jesus, stop <laughs> being mean to me. This podcast is so you can, it's not a so platform, so you can
1: gang up on me. But <laughs> the oh yeah,
0: second I'm is you. I'm ganging up on Matt. That's yeah, fine. I'm fine too. Yeah, I think that's what, what this podcast should be called: ganging up on Matt. Ganging rotation. Up. Ganging up on ganging Matt. Up on Matt.
1: <laughs> I bet we could get a bunch of guests guests on here. I hope <laughs> <we did> that. <laughs>
2: Okay, so, so are those y'all's two least favorite tracks, like Acid Rain and Extreme Wealth and Casual Cruelty?
1: I'm trying to think, because aside from that, I really do like all the other tracks. Like, I love Necessary Evil. I think Puzzles is, like, so much fun. And then, i trying to think, is it Stager Screen. I remember this song being good. Oh, yeah, I like Stager Screen too. Stager yeah.
2: Screen is the one that I think's a little bit boring. I like the outro, but the outro's not like the rest of the track. I don't hate it or anything like that. It's just the least exciting out of stage them The screen is
1: one that's kind of poppy,
2: yeah, which I don't mind. I don't know. I just find it like the least interesting, but I don't think it's bad. stage of screen is pretty
0: uninteresting, but I think the instrumentation just like I said, it still puts me off the song of Extreme often or you know the other one, yeah, so, yeah. it's like. I, think I do I like the spacey outro, outro though. The... the sax solo into the outro? No,
2: like, this, uh, on stage or screen? Yeah. Just, like, that entire spacey outro. Like, it sounds like a sci-fi movie. Like, straight up.
1: Yeah, like, the shooting star sounds like... Yeah, that
2: part's sick.
1: But it also, like, before that, the rest of the song is, like, a classic, like, rock song. It's, like, got the... It's just, like, lo-fi down.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I just think it's boring. I don't
0: think we have a good track record with uh, rock songs on this uh, on this play- on this uh, podcast.
1: Podcast. I, I, as a guy who likes a lot of classic rock, I really like stage. Puzzles
2: is pretty garage rock. Like puzzles is straight up garage rock, and that's a great track.
1: Puzzles is awesome. I stand puzzles. <laughs>
2: it's
1: a
0: long track,
1: but
2: yeah, it's worth it though.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Necessary Evil's really good, and then like you said, puzzles is really good. I think I think overall this album was really good. The only track I would say yeah. has something, some grievance towards they could have. I can press skip and feel okay. Extreme wealth and casual cruelty, you know. wait and so, so what do you
1: think of stage your screen, Jonathan? Do you like it, or is that also a an ant track for you?
0: It's definitely on the lower end. Okay, I mean, it's not necessarily bad, but it's not really my what I'm looking for. I think Necessary Evil, Can't Keep Checking My Phone, and, like, Like, Acid Rain are probably some of my favorite tracks. I think those are, like, the ones that do it. And see, the thing is, is, like, Necessary Evil is very simple instrumentally, but it's not creepy or, or, like, horn, or low. That,
1: I don't know. That horn that comes in at yeah, Necessary, necessary evil,
2: evil is really good. It sounds like, it sounds like you're, like, Trekking through the desert on an alien planet. That's Necessary Evil. <laughs> Damn, That's bro. a good one.
0: Right. That's
1: a beautiful That's a descriptor right there.
2: It's so good. I don't know.
0: Would you say Would you say this this vibe that they said to Necessary Evil fits within the overall theme of the album? Like, I know it's lo-fi, but doesn't it stand out Like, even against some of these other tracks? Yeah, it stands out, I yeah. think. I, I think
2: Necessary Evil and Puzzles both kind of stand out. Compared to the rest of the album, sound-wise. Like, the sound isn't different, but, like, the feeling of it is definitely different. It's weird. Yeah. I think they're
1: just, like, it's It's an incredibly strong end to an album. Because, honestly, those are two of my favorite tracks on the album. Yeah. And they're also, like, in, they're 12 minutes together, so...
2: Yeah, and the intro to Puzzle, is so cool. It's just like all this glass mm-hmm. breaking in the background and you're just like wondering what the hell is going on.
0: Well, that's the puzzle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said this is the puzzle. Glass breaking? Oh, my God. Yeah, it even says this, that it contrasts the rest of the album. So, I guess we were right, guys. Hey. The internet confirms our suspicions.
1: Let's go. Love it when that happens.
0: Really? So, Roman, um, how does Sex and Food compare
2: to this one? Did you say that's the other album that you listened to, right? Uh, it's been a while, um, honestly, but it's pretty similar, I think, in terms of sound. Like, a lot of the same instrumentation. Like, you're still hearing guitars and synths uh textured and processed sort of the same way. Um, I don't remember too much of it, but sound-wise, it's pretty similar, I'd say. So that's why like coming back to this like it felt familiar. I didn't feel like uh I was listening to something like, completely different or anything like that. So it definitely has like a unique style that you can kind of pin down. Okay, okay, okay. Well it's just funny that he ends this
0: album talking about fixing <laughs> fixing problems of <with> immigration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kinda of like Pointed. Yeah. He's like he's really bitter at this point. He's like, just come back. Yeah. <laughs> Come I would back
2: be. To me. I need exactly. to fix these
0: puzzles. But yeah, he's like,
2: please give us a visa.
0: I mean, he should just get a visa and go to Tokyo. Like they should just move.
2: Same issue. Then you're there for six months and gotta leave again. I mean, like, he's a tourist.
0: <laughs> I mean, like artist,
1: came... famous artist. It should be easy for you to get. Exactly. A visa. Yeah. That's what i was right? saying. Yeah. Like if you have that money, like.
2: I don't. I think you're okay. First of all, I think you might be, like, exaggerating how big this dude is. I don't think he's like that rich and famous. (laughs) I'm not saying he's like that rich. Two million monthly. I'm talking Matt. I'm talking Matt. Okay. Yeah, okay, Yeah, but we but we both know that money doesn't come from Spotify streams.
1: Yeah, it comes from like touring
2: and. Yeah, and no one's touring right now. This man's oh, man. big
0: enough to pick up to- uh chicks in the club in Tokyo when he was touring. You know what I'm saying? He's big enough. My man's a player. Yeah. He can swindle immigration.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a reason why they haven't just up and left their life and moved right. Swindle. Like, he just he just goes to the immigration desk. He puts down a hundred.
0: My my friend, my friend <laughs> here was looking. You know. Oh, you need another. <laughs> He's like. like I you... wonder.
2: I wonder how getting that type of visa would work because, like, normally you'd want like a work visa, right? But if you're just a recording artist, like, can you be like, "I'm here to work" as a recording artist well, and, and make she's music a at home? Photographer,
1: potentially, right?
2: Yeah, but I'm saying she. And I'm suggesting like what you're saying for them to move to Japan. Like oh. she already tried, right? Like mm-hmm. she was here. Like I'm sure they tried. But if he. Like, I don't know how it works for artists to move to another country. Like, can you just say, I'm an artist, I'm a freelance artist, give me a work visa? Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah, neither do I. Because, like, normally you'd want to work for a company that would sponsor you and pay for your visa and, like, give it to you or whatever. But if you're freelance, like...
1: Can't say I'm an expert on, like, immigration, so it's hard to comment.
2: Yeah, that's true. And also, it might be related to, like, your record label. Your record label might be, like, we need you to release it here I don't yeah. know they probably wouldn't sponsor you for that necessarily I don't know that's I mean, you could say
1: that you like are doing it to like, get inspired for it
2: yeah yeah. they can send you for a bit but can they help you move there permanently like that's different yeah they're not gonna pay for permanent inspiration and this also <laughs> yeah. was 2015 it's possible they've resolved it and they're living happily ever after now I don't know I don't keep up with his life like that you know yeah me either yeah. True. this is true I am really curious to know, though. I do want to know. Like, I'm a... Email and be like, yo, are you happy yet? Like, are you happy, are you yet? happy yet? That's
0: a wild email from a fan. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, just imagine oh. him getting home from his job and coming home feeling kind of sad. You know, thinking of of Laura the day. He just opens his email. It's he It's like mail from a fan. He's just like, are you happy yet? And then this man just it just
2: breaks down. Yeah, he just starts. He starts putting down. on
0: Multi Love in the background. About to ride Multi Love Part Two. You know, <laughs> like, like oh man, the fan is inspired to sequels
2: oh my god i hope i'd get a cut of the profit. that'd be nice oh yeah
1: Dude, no, that'd awesome. be dope.
0: he samples your email <laughs>
2: yeah it's like the google translate <laughs> yeah. voice read it out loud
0: are you happy yet <laughs> but no overall i really enjoyed this album it was nice i'm glad we returned to it um i have more appreciation for it now than when i originally picked this album after like doing the work and the like work of understanding where this man was coming from, him, his wife, his family, I felt the love. They shared their love with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we were, uh, Any last
1: thoughts on the album or? Uh,
0: uh, extreme wealth and casual cruelty is not good. Not the best. <laughs> I don't want to say that, <laughs> but no, not good. I, I like.
2: Uh, How short this is. Yeah. I do plan on going through the rest of his other projects. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I've heard good things about him for ages. Hmm. Hmm.
0: The only other album I remember hearing about is Sex and Food. But maybe my I've
2: heard of I've heard a lot about two. I've heard some tracks off of Two, I think. And then the self titled, uh the title track is the one that or like not the title track, the very first track. Is the one that got him into the industry to begin with, because he was just like making music for fun. Um, so the first track on his self title is called "Funny Friends," um, and he was just like started making music. He like he had already given up on the dream, but he started making music anyways. Um, like started working on it again after not having been working on it for a while. Um, he uploaded "Funny Friends" to SoundCloud or something, and it blew up. Uh, and he found out it blew up when he was at work and someone was playing the song, and he was like, w- where did you find this track? He's like, oh, my friend sent it to me. It's some indie artist that's blowing up right now, and it was literally his own song. He's like, I'm blowing up right now? Like, what? What are you talking about? That's crazy. Um, but off that song, like, he did actually get like uh, offers from labels and stuff, and that's how he got signed and his career started. That's really uh, great. So I want to hear that track and probably listen to that album at some point. Yeah, that's such a weird... Like, imagine someone's playing a track, and you're like, oh, yeah, my friend sent this to me. This person's blowing up, and you're just like, what? (laughs) I made that. I'm not blowing up right now. (laughs) He's like, dude, I'm here at work with
0: you. Are you sure I'm blowing up?
2: Yeah. That's pretty funny. But all right, are we ready to move on? Yeah. Cool, so I'll go first for my two in-rotation tracks. Um. Tanache album just came out That shit's great I've been listening to that A lot um, so I'm picking the track "Bouncing." It was a single I didn't It was my first time Listening to her at all So I've never heard Like a track Like of my own Decision from her before um, But this album's Fucking great I highly recommend Checking it out um, And the other track is Baby Villain In Our Veins By Mike uh, He put out another album Probably like a month ago But I didn't get into it Until like or three weeks after it came out, but really, really good album. Um, definitely recommend it.
1: I saw tanache live at Voodoo Fest one time, and she was like really freaking fun live. Like, she has a lot of stage presence as an artist.
2: Yeah, she's talented as fuck for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that like talk to any Tanache fan, they'll say that she should be like way more popular than she is. Uh, so, I really hope 100%. this album kind 100% of hundred percent agree. With that. Definitely yeah. hope this album kind of pushes her forward because damn this sounds fucking great like she's like a literally all dancer. i've been wanting to listen to yeah she, she, so she has like choreography
0: a choreography and she's a real performer which is yeah. also why i was i was having that conversation with someone recently and i was like i think Tanashi is not as big right now because i mean like no one's touring or performing or doing things like that and it's nah it's horror not horror.
2: even that like her labels kind of screwed her over you think so over time yeah, Her albums sure. are consistently like, good though. Cause she's been work exactly, she's consistently good. Like she should be a lot more popular. Like this album isn't like an outlier in her being like talented or anything like that. Like she's definitely gotten screwed over from like by her label. Yeah, so there's only one not album
0: her right. I'm not a huge fan of, but that's neither here nor there. For me, my uh two in rotation
1: songs with, this week, uh I had this this song camera. By, that's got Mac Miller, uh, DJ Drama, FKI First, and Post Malone, and Little Uzi on It's it a song that I listened to back when it came out, and I'd forgotten about it, but it came on my daily mix. And like I've been listening to that song all week, because I forgot how much I loved it. And then uh, I also went back and listened to some uh, To Escape From New York uh, by Beast Coast. I listened to, and the song Problems has stuck with me this week. Really love that song.
0: All right, well, this week I went hard on the Korean rap scene or just Korean music scene, really. Um, Number one, we got my man. I call him Korean Kanye. His name is B-Y. And uh, the song Got Us A Day, man. Man song is so good it reminds me of like yeezus era kanye like the music video the sound of the song yeezus
2: era kanye
0: yes man like if i'm if i have to like describe this video it's like our aesthetic our aesthetic aesthetic um black skinhead so like black skinheads like all like animated or whatever and like distorted like this is that but pristine and beautiful I made mean, out like real people. Ooh. It also kind of gives me runaway vibe. I mean like yeah, runaway vibes because like some of the dancers in it. But anyways, the scene here you over know there. But no, really good song. Kid goes in. Remember, and Then the other one is a uh, Taber. Uh, Look at my. So Taber, i uh, he's like an artist and he makes really good music. He he reminds me of like a like a Backstreet Boy because he had, like the black hair with like. The dyed blonde tips and stuff, but uh,
1: <laughs> frosted tips,
0: yeah, man. He, oh, he's god. giving up the in sync era. Like, I don't know if they're having a resurgence someone... of that in Korea, but like, yeah, it, it fits his look though a lot. Like, someone in 2021 is rocking frosted tips, sure, yes,
1: that's insane. Yeah,
0: I mean, really, I don't mean to to place a third in rotation because you can't find this on Spotify, but 3 a.m. Freestyle by Dean Taber and uh, Kim Shima. Oh my god. Goodness, sir. That's such a really good freestyle song between the three of them. Like so good. But that's how I found Taber. Taber's amazing. Probably one of my favorite Korean artists today. Well, that was this week's episode of In Rotation. Will you give this album a listen or if you did, what do you think? To contact us and for updates, follow at @inrotationpod on Instagram and Twitter. Also, follow our playlist on Spotify to check out our weekly picks. Thank you all for joining us. I'm Jonathan with Rotation, and we'll see you next week.